How do you kill an Astartes? Across the army, we have 12,462 men under banners. First, you need the numbers. Maybe another 2,000 renegades in the sector who would come to our aid, if incentivized. Then, higher ground. Could we not just engage the chapter in orbit? Their battle barge is surrounded by a militarized moon. And? A moon. Covered in weapons batteries. Throw enough bodies at it. I'm afraid that won't work this time. My brother is dead. I had convinced myself of this truth. Few, if any, could survive an Inquisitor or a Psyker in their retinue. Now we found a suitable host for his rebirth. Suitable. But unstoppable. The elemental energies of this world indicate a blizzard will be upon us shortly. That will offer some degree of cover. Hmm. There's an abandoned trench formation that runs four kilometers around this abandoned village. If we fortify it with heavy weapons, it will give us a suitable kill box. Physically, an Astartes is superior in every way to a human. Even if their body is crippled, they are strong enough to evade low-velocity weapons and rend apart heavy vehicles. They will wear purity seals, which will hinder most incantations and curses. They will be quite impervious to my spells. Not taking into account their Mark X power armor. The worst part. We need one left alive. But just barely. Commander, what will we do? If we intercept their descent, we can drive them to one of these vectors. Pin them down. We blind them. Deafen them. Destroy their senses. Then, we single out this one. The compatible match. Memorize his markings and armor. He will be Sable's new host. He will give his body to our cause. And we'll be whole again. We will need to transmit a message to draw them out. They will not leave their moon for any small matter. An army of traitor guardsmen is not tantalizing bait. Small game to an Astartes. There's a transmission station near here. We'll hack its signal and draw them down. What do we say? Sable lives. Sable lives. Sable lives. Hylush and the hounds move to the abandoned village to prepare our trap as Seb, Riovi, and I secure the nearby Vox station. Spread out. Get the array tuned. Snow blankets the woods surrounding the station, suffocating it with a clear powder of frost. I can still feel him. Sable. I resist the urge to look over my shoulder, but every so often the hair on my neck stands up and I know he's there. 
watching me from beyond. Fifteen. Twenty minutes, Commander. All right. I see a black shadow standing at the edge of the woods. Looking closer, I see it's Riavi. She walks into the cold forest and disappears between the trees. Where is she going? Spotting her, I keep my hand on my rifle and flick off the safety. I could end it, here and now. Worshipping animals and demons is just as insane as worshipping a corpse god emperor. Faith is for con artists and fools, and this one has already done enough damage. What are you doing out here? The Infernal Tarot. The cards are all painted in hues of violet. My own deck. What for? Divination. When I was a young girl, I had a fascination with Imperial Saints, the Emperor's emissaries. I had this unwavering belief that I could contact them. I thought if I could hear the word of angels, I could unify mankind. So, I reached out. And something else answered. Shadows creep in from the edges of my vision. They shimmer and bend as the trees creep in around us. The Neverborn give us different names. Would you like to know yours? If you scurry off and catch a small animal, I can use its bones and tell you. Are you trying to shoo me off? Well, you are about to kill me, aren't you? For the first time since my return, I feel a hum of panic. How much does she really know? She couldn't possibly. She wasn't there. What does that card mean? <laughs> the sound of hooves clatter in the lonely woods. Silk things, too soft to be real, move in and out of sight. Let's get back. Stay a moment. Unless you are scared. I'm not scared of anything. Corn offers strength. Nargle, toughness. Zinch, willpower. Slanesh offers fellowship. I assure you, we are in good company. Come, sit. A gross sense of discomfort takes over, and I feel my breath turn to raspy gasps. I become aware of a presence. They're not ghosts, not like whatever the thing was that I saw through the lens. 
It watches from the listless shadows. There is order in chaos, a great court of demons, each old, each well-respected. There is an entire religion dedicated to their patronage. Religion is for slaves. It's made up by crazed, vengeful despots who make laws to serve themselves. I'd rather have my freedom. You mistake freedom for free will. None of us are free. From the mist, an eye peeks in like a bloated egg dangling from its socket. It sways and then carries forward the shape of four gangly legs, disjointed from the torso and bending backwards. A long, slavering tongue pierces the frost, sniffing the air. Demons cannot manifest and stay in our world. Not without significant effort, or coming to a place like this where the boundary is weak. It stares me down, eyes spinning like jerking clockwork pieces and a tail that seductively waves me closer. Tell it to leave. I don't suppose to tell it to do anything. Draw. A card. Choose wisely. I reach for the card. My hand stalls. I look back at the shape moving in slow motion. Time around us crawls. I reach for a card from the deck, and at the slightest touch it leaps from my fingers and slaps down to the ground. It turns, shifting slowly in the snow to face me. The symbol on the card is a daemon, emptying a chalice of blood into another. The Keeper of Secrets. Hmm, someone is hiding something. Ryobi Ban! Rudolph! Sebastian? With a burst of chilling breath, the storm recoils and the shadows go with them. We're heading back. The Astartes have received our signal. They're on their way. The ceremony is ready. Rudolph, are you ready? I look at the empty circle of trees around us. No sign of any beasts. Just the acrid smell of burnt wood and strange perfume. she say to you? She just keeps on about this occult bullshit. Magic spells don't win wars. We agree that the Imperium must be held accountable for its crimes, but we've been fighting for years. The heresy was eons ago. Strength of arms isn't enough. We need to embrace our advantages while the Imperium stays trapped in its regressive dogma. Magic and war go hand in hand. Both offer a sense of control. Feth off, Seb. Do you know how old I am, Rudolph? This gift means that I could very well live for ages, trapped in this war that goes on and on and on. 
What do I have to look forward to except its ending? Sable can end this. Certain of it. Did he say anything to you before the attack? No. When Sable turned from the Imperium, I left with him. He was my brother, a commissar. I looked up to him. We'd both fallen out of love with the Imperium, the way it grinds people down. Sable. We all have our vices. He wanted more. Each time. More, more, more. Sorcery had gotten its hooks into him. What do you mean? We just landed at Antiqua Tartaros. Shrine World. Beautiful. Sable was adamant we stopped there. After the heaviest of the fighting, we separated from the platoon to pay a visit to the rich governors. Rich, privileged families and political hypocrites. I would have killed them and been done with it, but Sable... Sable promised a feast to celebrate our arrival. I didn't understand, but he insisted. So we tortured them. Their limbs began to bend and break in all the wrong ways. They cried and screamed as things around us started to... to bend. That's when he started chanting names and tongues. I thought he drugged me at first. They started to fuse together, split bodies and, and mixes of men and women. I couldn't believe what I was seeing, and then Sable... He, he began to eat them. He slurped down their melting bones like milk. And he... forced me to join him. My older brother had crossed a line, but it had taken me years to see it. I, I'm a man, Seb. I don't have your gift. I can't fight like Hylouche. My brother was becoming something else. Pain is a mysterious thing. It takes away the ones you love, but it leaves you with three choices. You can run ahead of it, but it will inevitably catch up to you. You could kill yourself to end the pain. Or you could endure it. Become a monster and fight back. We've all made compromises. The Imperium leaves us no choice. That's an excuse. Our war can't be for nothing. So what? You make sacrifices to altars and pour blood on yourselves. Devil's bargains never give men what they want. Do I look? like a man to you. I'll die a man before I become meat for things that hide in the shadows. I want him to know that his own brother should have meant more than occult signs and symbols. How after everything I did for him, how I became this, he used me. I want him to see me stronger than him. Powerful. Untainted by zealotry or dark gods. A free man, not a slave. 
We never found out how the Inquisitor got behind our lines. His face shifts and flutters. I cannot tell if he's flesh-shaping intentionally or if he's agitated, but his features lose symmetry and become wrong. Skin pulls back, exposing his teeth like a beast. Drop pods detected in the upper atmosphere. To be continued. He suspects what I know too well. My brother's death was no accident. It was a traitorous act. It wasn't a mutiny. It was a difference of opinions. But he can't prove it. Now our objectives are opposed. They seek to capture the host. I must kill it. Sable can't be allowed to return. And therein lies the problem. How do you kill an Astartes? Hi everyone, Colin here. Thank you so much for listening to this production of Hounds of Bedlam. If this is your first time tuning in, Cold Open Stories produces a wide range of content including short stories, audio dramas, writing contests, and web-based collaborative fiction. On our website, you'll find unofficial stories set in the universe of Warhammer 40,000, where you, the listener, audition to play the parts. You can even submit your own tales. All levels of experience are welcomed, and these are fan productions, so whether you're a writer, actor, or disillusioned heretic, check us out at coldopenstories.com or on social media for the latest release. This episode was written and directed by Colin DeGraff, with music composed by Robert Renato Hack. Cover art by Orniris Terenzi. In this episode, you heard Cliff Chapman, Damon Alums, Su Ling Chan, Nick Ewan, and Nina Nikolic. Supporting voices by Eleanor Anwen, Paul Hikari, William Nunn, Chris Cologne, Alex Ross, Michael Langan, and Nicholas Allaire. Additional voices by Sierra Benning, Shay Shell, Kay Marcus, Natalie Winters, Andre Giles, Michael Michael Holden, Luke Edens, and Brandon Simmons. Now before you go, please consider sharing what we do in your network. It's a great way to build community and share stories worth telling. Without you, none of this is possible. So please spread the signal and we look forward to seeing you for our next story.